0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Fit for All podcast. My name is Daniel. I am your host. Today, I'm going to talk about something really, really big, something that is big within the industry. Um, I'm going to throw it out there and I'm going to make some pretty bold predictions today that this could, the COVID 19 situation could very well be the death of big box gyms and franchises. Everyone goes, what? What is he talking about? Okay, hear me out. It's really simple. Okay, over the last eight to 10 weeks, the fitness industry has had to pivot and they had to pivot really quickly, otherwise they get left behind. And that's one of the things with the fitness industry. It changes and moves really, really quickly. Um, And if you're not on top of the ball there, you miss out, you get left behind, you lose clientele, uh, you jeopardize income, all of those sort of things. So when I say... Is this the death of big box gyms? The reason I say that is that over the last eight weeks, anybody who has had anything to do with the fitness industry has seen a shift in the way that training takes place. Now, there will always be a market for people who are self-motivated and can go into the gym and do the workouts on their own. They don't need trainers. They don't need assistance and all that sort of stuff. However, the big box gyms rely on those people but they also rely on large membership numbers. When I say large membership numbers, I mean, so the average box gym charges 10 to 15 bucks uh, a week membership. So what they require there with that low membership cost is a high membership number. So they'll have, they'll, they'll have no dramas having thousands of members on their books because they make, the, they make their money just on pure volume of memberships. They don't provide a lot of services. Uh, they'll use things like supplements as supplementary incomes. Uh, you won't get too many PTs in huge big box gyms. It's more a case of you go in there and train whenever it suits you. You pay your membership 10 to 15 bucks a week. You train, as I said, whenever it suits you, um, and that's it. Now, what's going to happen is with, with the government restrictions on sizing and how many people can be in a designated area, that's going to make these big box gyms or make it very hard for these big box gyms to survive financially. So if they've only got 20 people in an area of, let's say, 80 square metres, that's working on four square metres per person based on government regulations, all of a sudden what they'd normally have over 100, 200 people in a gym, they can only get down to 80, which means in theory... Most likely, it's going to drive big box gym memberships up. Now, people are happy to pay ten bucks a week for a gym where they can go in and train at their own convenience. Um, but in saying that, around fifty percent of actual big box gym memberships don't get used. You know, people don't really care about paying ten bucks a week and not going. and They just go, "Ah, it's ten bucks." Now, all of a sudden, if those memberships go up, those membership prices increase in a big box gym. Obviously there's less demand for equipment on the floor at the time but the requirements for the gym gym needs to be more with regards to financial requirements so that they can meet their overheads now a big box gym really only does one thing they provide you with the equipment they you charge they charge you a small fee per week for you to go in there and train whenever it suits you they provide the equipment there's not a lot of work inside outside of uh, making sure the equipment is maintained and cleaned and all that sort of stuff. Now, the service side of thing in a big box gym is very small, okay? You're not going to get a lot of services. You're not going to get a lot of one-on-one PTs. You're not going to get a lot of group fitness stuff. They're purely there to, to provide you you guys with equipment to go and train at your own leisure for a small fee. Now, what's going to happen is for these big box gyms is all of a sudden they can't have their 100, 200, 300 people on the floor, they're now restricted. What that means is it's going to drive up that membership cost. Now, people are going to start to go, hang on a minute, if this membership costs go up to $25, bucks, i am now paying $25 to go to a gym. What that's going to do is you're going to see those memberships who don't get, or those memberships that don't get used, cut, cancelled, which means the revenue for a big box gym declines. So catch 22, Big Box Gym has to make another decision as to whether they put their prices up again to cover their membership losses so that they can survive financially. Now, there will be people that are happy to pay 25, 30 bucks, 40 bucks a week to go into a a big fitness facility and work out at their own pace and their own time. There will be those people, don't get me wrong, there will be those people, but the majority of the people who take a membership out of the Big Box Gym, take one out because it's cheap, And they can just go whenever it suits them. That shit's going to change. Franchises will be the same thing. Franchises rely on big membership numbers, high membership numbers, and moderate to high costs for those memberships. Okay? Now, the other thing with franchises is their their overheads are high. They have additional costs that what most box gyms don't have. Franchise fees, blah, 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 all of that sort of stuff. So is this going to drive up the fees of a franchise? If you train at a franchise and you're paying 45 to 60 bucks a week right now, is that going to push it up? Because again, the same, the same things will happen at a franchise. A franchise relies on good membership numbers. And if those membership numbers dwindle, the, the franchise has one or two decisions to keep the prices the same and have their franchisees not earn so much or put the prices up to make sure that their franchisees are happy and making profit that way those franchisees will then pay their their franchise fees at the month at the end of the month which you know some franchise fees are exorbitant prices 1500 1800 2 grand a month just to have that franchise brand so what will that do with the franchise will that drive their prices up well as well it also means the franchises are again just like the big box gyms restricted about how many people they have on the floor I know from my F45 experience, you can push classes out to 36 to 54. They won't be allowed anymore. You know, you're going to have to have an area that's pretty bloody big to have a, a class of 27. You do 27 times 4, what's that? 80, you, you, need, you need a facility that's around 200 square meters, actually more. So around 250 to 300 square meters just to have your 20 in a class. So what happens is that it's going to drive up the costs for franchise owners. It's going to drive it'll drive up to service their current membership bases, let's say the average franchise has got 200 250 members, being conservative. They're going to be having to look 10 12 classes a day. If you're running 10 to 12 classes a day, what happens with your fees? Well well the fees might stay the same, but your overheads and expenses as a franchise owner will go up. All of a sudden, you're not running eight classes a day. You're running an extra four. That's an extra four with a couple of trainers, 30 65 70 bucks an hour for two trainers on the floor. That's all of a sudden, your overheads for trainers alone go up $300 a day. This is where big box gyms and franchises are going to find themselves in a bit of strife after COVID-19. They're going to be heavily restricted on how how many people are on the floor, how um, so what is it going to do financially? Is it going to drive the prices up of these big box gyms and these franchises? What it is going to do, in my opinion, is it's going to make boutique studios the in thing. Why is it going to make big uh, boutique studios the in thing? Simply because most boutique studios don't have ridiculously high overheads. They have smaller overheads. They can rely on smaller membership numbers. They, they provide higher services with regards to one-on-one service. You know, as I mentioned, their overheads are lower. They can pivot and adapt easier, okay? Um, their, their sessions are more personal. From my, for when you're talking about fit for all, my classes don't go over 15. Now, I only run one class a week that's 15, and that's our big super circuit on a Saturday. And I only run it at a 15 because we have the advantage of being able to use the car park because most of the businesses in our facility don't trade on weekends. So we can get out there and we can run in the par- in the car park so I can stretch my class out a little bit bigger. I have one class that's 12 on a Friday and the rest of my classes are nine. Nine people capped at nine people. So 9, 12 or 15 capped in my classes, which means you get more time with me as a personal trainer. There's more emphasis on what you want to do with regards to your goals and what you're trying to achieve in the, in in your health and fitness adventure. Um, obviously, the class sizes are smaller, so we're not we're not as under the pump with the government regulations. I can easily have 18 people on my floor and still meet all the government guidelines. Even though me as a personal trainer and a business owner won't push my classes out to 18 on the floor purely because they lose that ability or the, the people, the members lose that ability to, to have that one-on-one time with me as opposed to going, yeah, good job, Mary, and flying past on to the next person. You actually get a little bit more time with the trainers, okay? So when you see things here, I can guarantee you right now, prices in within the fitness industry are going to change. You'll see some boutique studios jump all over this and go, here's an opportunity to make more money. And they're quite within their rights to do that. You'll hear, you'll see some boutique studios go. No, I'm happy to do that and push their numbers to try to get to their maximum cap. Um, my maximum membership cap's 100. I don't need any more than 100 members. Uh, it would make it too hard to take care of 100 members if I have 100 members training every day. I have to run 10 classes a day, and at the end of the day, I ain't got the time for that. So, in saying that, though, most people won't train. Every single day, I wouldn't find. I wouldn't think there's too many gyms, uh, boutique studios out there that have a hundred members that are training consistently on a day because you just wouldn't be able to service them. Uh, you would be running classes all day, and obviously, within the fitness industry, we're a peak and off-peak sort of time. Our peak times are early in the morning and and late afternoon into the evenings, whereas during the day, when everybody else is at work, they, te- they tend to be off-peak times. So, as I said isolation, COVID-19 is about to change the fitness industry. It changed it eight weeks ago. A lot of the smaller studios pivoted, got online. I know some of the big franchises got online, but I also know some of the big box gyms had to literally shut their doors and no one's allowed in there. So these guys haven't been getting any revenue for eight weeks. Uh, We're in Victoria. We've got another four weeks before we can open. So that'll be three months of no revenue. Uh, I'm not sure what the overheads on some of these big box gyms are, but trust me, if you're not bringing any income in for three months, that is going to hurt your bottom line. Let's work at uh, a big box gym that has a thousand members at 10 bucks a hit. That's 10K a week you're bringing in in revenue. So over 12 weeks, you're bringing in $120,000 worth of revenue in 12 weeks. And all of a sudden, it's gone. You've got to shut your door. 120K gone. Yes, the government is giving Grants and handouts and all that sort of stuff, but trust me, none of the government grants or handouts are going to reach 120k. Now that's being conservative on a big box gym that has a thousand members. I know most big box gyms look for more than a thousand. So imagine if, for argument's sake, you've got two thousand members in your big box gym at ten bucks a head a week, twenty k a week, gone. $240,000 disappeared out of your income in the 12 weeks that the that Victorian uh, Victorian gyms and studios and fitness facilities cannot trade quarter of a million dollars now if you're you're earning quarter of a million dollars you're going to be spending big bucks because your gym will be huge and all of a sudden those overheads unless you own the facility or own the building your overheads are going to get you pretty hard. So yes, I believe that there will be a big chunk of huge box gyms uh, and franchises die on the back of COVID-19 purely financially. I also believe that the industry has pivoted and completely changed. The dynamics of the industry has changed over the last eight weeks with another four weeks to go. I think that the, the industry itself will bounce back. Don't get me wrong. It will absolutely bounce back. It's an industry that's not going to die. Uh, obesity rates continue to grow. Uh, everybody is very paranoid about the way that they look and, and keeping up with the Joneses. So, the fitness industry is, industry is not something that's going to stop trading. It's just impossible, you know, where, where needed. But I think there will be a shift away from franchises or training at franchises and looking for more personal service and um, more more uh, accurate service and, and things that you want more, more attention to detail that you're not going to get at your big box gym or your franchise because, in all honesty, both of those facilities are just looking at numbers for financial gain. Whereas the small boutique studios are not looking at numbers for financial gain. Yes, we are in the business to make money, but the majority of us small boutique studios and, our, and the owners of those boutique studios are in it to help people out, not become millionaires. Okay, we're in it for the right reasons. So that's the thing, the differences between big gyms, franchises, boutique studios. As I said, the costs will change, guys. You'll find boutique studios will stay the same. They don't need to rely on uh, having tons and tons of members uh, to to survive whereas the big box gyms and the franchises do. So there it is. They are my thoughts on where the fitness industry is going over the next few months and who will survive and who won't. I'd love to know anybody's thoughts. If you've got something to say, feel free to drop me a message. You can do that. Um, You can shoot it through on the socials. So Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok, Snapchat, whatever you want, you can shoot them through there. Uh, If you're interested... For anybody listening to this who doesn't train in my facility, uh, we will be releasing relaunch memberships in the next couple of weeks. Get ready for those. Tons and tons of services, tons of value. So keep your ear out for those. As I mentioned before, if you're not following our socials, get amongst that stuff. Greatly appreciate it. Any feedback you got, by all means, shoot it through to me. Any topics you want to hear covered, By all means, shoot them through to me. Anyway, this has been episode four of the Fit for All podcast. Take it easy, guys. Till next time. Peace.